lives in a hut in the Dunsea, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Sarcastic and civilized and wise is he, Obi-Wan Kenobi. If stories and adventure is something you missed, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Then battle your brother and burn to a crisp, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hello there. Welcome to the Star Wars Skinny, where I'll give you the skinny on all things Star Wars right after I get skinny. Uh, I got skinny. I, I was out for like a week and a half there from podcasting because I was on vacation. I went to Orlando, uh, I guess Disney World, uh, Hollywood Studios, Galaxy's Edge, Batu. Um, first time seeing uh, Galaxy's Edge, and that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, but it was a lot of walking, and it was real hot. Uh, sweated a lot. Brought like thirteen pairs of clothes for only a week. Um, yeah, I I deserve to record a podcast. And uh, since I was out, I missed chapter four, and I'm just now getting back to talk about chapter five, or not chapter five, parts four and five of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, I think I'll focus mostly on five today, because that's what's fresh, but like, part four was really good as well. Um, really excited to talk about it, uh, but first, let's let's get the skinny. Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi rescues Princess Leia from the Fortress Inquisitorius. However, the Inquisitor Riva has planted a bug in Princess Leia's droid companion, Lola. The Inquisitor traps Obi-Wan Kenobi on Jabim and calls in Lord Vader. Her intentions are revealed when Lord Vader is distracted by an escaping Obi-Wan Kenobi. Riva goes in for the kill, but it does not go well for her. She is stabbed. <laughs> and the previous stabbing victim, the Grand Inquisitor, is back. And she finds a message from Bail Organa saying go to Tatooine and find Uncle Owen. So that's where she's going next. Uh, sorry about that. I ran out of steam a little bit. Um, yeah, first I just want to talk about part four there. Uh, I watched that on a laptop in a hotel room in Orlando. Uh, so the first time I saw it, didn't get the full experience, but uh, I, I remember, uh, you know, just the, the really cool moments of Obi-Wan, you know, igniting the blue uh, for the first time in a while. Um, obviously he did it in the episode prior, but um, seeing him just deflect against a bunch of stormtroopers in a hallway that's basically Obi-Wan's hallway scene. Like, he's not the guy to go in swinging. He's just the defensive, you know, parrying all of those uh, uh, blaster bolts back at them. That was that was really fun. And the music swelling in that moment. Really loved it. Um, the first time I watched it, I remember uh, laughing my butt off at the whole, like, second half. Or, like, the the actual escape when Leia's under the, the trench coat and the, the snowspeeder pilot Wade... Uh, is is killed by Reva throwing a box at him, um, yeah. Uh, but then I watched it again, you know, on my TV at home, and I actually I think I shed a tear for for Wade. So um, he's kind of a a meme worthy character just because he had like zero lines, and everyone seems super sad that he's dead. But like it kind of hit me, like you know those those people, the Roken and the the people of the path, are not. The rebellion yet like they're just people trying to get people to safety like they're not expecting to be killed like that uh yeah just the the other pilot when she comes back at first i thought it was overacting but like like yeah no they are not accustomed to war this 
uh, was uh, an interesting look. So I, I liked part four, but part five, oh my gosh. Just started out with an episode two flashback, or I guess that that era of uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan. Just, oh, right in the feels. It feels like they're just picking up right where they, they left off in the prequels. It, it's amazing. Um, Obviously, the, the actors look a little bit older, but that was a, a really fun surprise to start things off. Then we get Vader being all dramatic with Reva, um, like <laughs> having her kneel and calling her Grand Inquisitor when, uh, I guess, having watched the full episode, you, you now know that like the Grand Inquisitor was alive this whole time and he was just playing her because he knew he knew she was the girl from uh, the the youngling from the, the Jedi Temple on Order 66, that, that fateful night, uh, and it's Vader just toying with her. So rewatching the scene again has has me, yeah, it, Vader is just, yeah, so evil. I love him. And we see Obi-Wan arriving on Jabim, uh, and everyone's happy to see him. Oh, we, we got the girl. Everyone's happy. Um, nobody's crying about Wade, though. That's unfortunate. Um, Wade was the, the true hero of the rebellion. Uh, it was nice to see, you know, all of, all of the characters that we've met along the way. I know Tala and Ned, Ned B, the, the big droid guy were pretty new additions, but seeing Haja Estri again, the, the fake Jedi from the second part, uh, make an appearance here. It, it kind of feels like kind of, kind of felt like a, a season finale. And I know we've got one more left. It's going to be a little bit disjointed from the rest just because, you know, we're going back to Tatooine. But, um, yeah, this this really felt like a culmination of the first five episodes. And then the evacuation has to begin because the Imperial Star Destroyer uh, pulls up above Jabim. Everyone's like, oh, well, they, they're going to starve us in here. And Obi-Wan's just like, no, I, I know Vader. He doesn't have patience. We get another uh, continuation of the flashback of a uh, young Obi-Wan and Anakin. Um, but I, I really love the, the new Obi-Wan, or I guess the old Obi-Wan that, that's back. Like he's, he's using his mind again. He's not, you know, just wallowing in self-pity. Like he's like, okay, we, we, we need a plan. I understand how Vader's going to approach the situation. We need to move. Um, so, uh, I don't know where I heard this, but the, <laughs> I heard it, I think on Twitter somewhere, but like each episode so far has mirrored, like episodes in in Star Wars, so like episode one being kind of the, the beginning on, on Tatooine, just here, here's the life on Tatooine, uh, the second episode being, you know, all the crazy aliens and stuff, all the crazy stuff that was Attack of the Clones, um, episode three being, you know, Anakin versus Obi-Wan in the fire again, uh, episode four being, you know, going into the, the Fortress Inquisitorious and, and breaking out Princess Leia uh, going into like the heart of the enemy and breaking out somebody. And then this one, they're evacuating a, a base like on Hoth in uh, Empire. So uh, I I think I'd heard that before I watched this episode. And then I'm like, oh, what are they going to pull in from uh, Empire in, in, in this one? I'm like, oh, maybe we'll get some, some Yoda or some Qui-Gon, uh, just some like Jedi meditations type stuff. But th- this was really fun too, the whole... Um, the, the the rebels against the uh, against the 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 empire um, Vader storm in the castle uh, it was a good time when the empire and Riva show up on the surface of Jabim uh, oh man the the music is just awesome I I love 
uh, there's probably not a time where stormtroopers are on the screen in uh like disney this is star wars tv that i'm not excited because there's always the the cool music like in mandalorian you get like moff gideon's theme which is is really epic and uh, it's not as recognizable to me yet but i think we have a, a reva or a uh like inquisitor jedi purge theme playing um in, in this episode and i really enjoy it um I, I don't think this scene is perfect though i think uh it, it was kind of silly just watching all the stormtroopers all spread out and there's one guy shooting a cannon at a door and she's going, fire light him up uh, i thought it was a little goofy but you know stormtroopers are are bad anyway so it does, doesn't take me out of it inside the door they're, they're working on figuring out how to get the the people out get the transports out and uh Leia just steps up and says I'll need a ladder and she's going to crawl in the vents and fix things uh that was that was a really fun scene um just her taking charge uh Obi-Wan just taking charge of the whole situation too like maybe I mean Leia's she's got good role models at home but like this just watching someone just take charge and fight against the oppressive empire like um she's got so many good role models in, in her life and it, it's, it's really fun to see Obi-Wan get to be that for her. Uh, this is followed by Obi-Wan getting uh, a message from Bail Organa. It looks recorded, but this is the most heartbreaking thing ever. It's basically Bail, like, giving up. It's like, say, oh, I, oh, it's like, I'll go to Tatooine if I don't hear from you, and I'll help Owen. Like, he's, his, if he doesn't hear back from Obi-Wan, that means his daughter is dead. So in in part six, hopefully we get a really good reunion between Leia and Bale, and there's a big hug and oh, I just his his whole body language while he's delivering the speech, he's like he's got his hand in the air and he's like cracking his fingers or something. He just looks like so worried. He's probably he probably hasn't slept in days. Um, I I really enjoyed not enjoyed. Um, I thought this, this scene was really really well done. And then of course. The, the message coming back later because uh, Haja ends up dropping the thing and, and Reva, when she's on the ground at the end of the episode, picks it up um, and that's how she gets the trail to, to head to Tatooine. But, but yeah, it's a plot device, but it's also, oh my gosh, it's very, uh, very sad. Obi-Wan has a good heart-to-heart with Tala. Um, yeah, she played a part in killing families and children and she decided she had to do something about it it's a good backstory um i wish we would have seen it somehow i don't really know how the whole show don't tell thing but no it worked it's not a big plot point but um i guess in then a, a similar show don't tell moment is the the scene with reva and obi-wan and i thought that was done really well uh because yeah it was a lot of telling but we we did see the flashback of uh vader uh yeah anakin before before he gets in the suit storming storming the jedi temple and oh we thought he was there to help us and he wasn't and uh just the whole scene through the door i love a good scene through a door I guess the only other example I can think of is, is uh, Spider-Verse, uh, because I am a 
a nerd that only watches uh, superhero and Star Wars movies, and I am uncultured. Uh, but oh, just talking through a door, not being able to see the other person. I guess Obi-Wan and Reva kind of probably could see each other because of the Force. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was really good. I I think we've all kind of expected that that was Reva's motivation, is that she was the, the youngling that we saw in the first in the opening scene of the first part of the, the series, and that everyone's like, oh, how does she know that Vader's Anakin? This breaks canon, ah! But, like, Obi-Wan says as much. Like, he would have kept that secret. The only way you could have known is if you were there that night. Um, so, uh, again, the let's let things play out and finish before we start complaining about them, uh, people of the internet. Uh, but I, I thought this was handled really well. Um, I wish... Nah, I don't wish it was something bigger, but it did seem a little bit predictable, um, just given all the, the clues that we've gotten so far. Um, but yeah, this isn't what the, the whole show was building to. we still got probably half hour left in, in this episode at, at this point, and then a whole nother, uh, a whole nother episode before the, the series is over. But yeah, I thought it was a, f- a fun way to do the reveal, the, the stabbing through the door um, to, to break in. Um, again, why don't you just do that from the start, but, uh, um, yeah, no, it was a good tension building moment to, to have the stormtroopers blasting at the door and then obviously having that, that long conversation, but yeah. And then this is, this is where it's just nonstop action. This is Obi-Wan deflecting like a thousand laser bolts and got like a, a billion stormtroopers shooting, shooting at him. Um, I think we've, we've seen stuff like that in the prequels with a bunch of battle droids, but, um, anytime we've seen a bunch of stormtroopers against somebody or a bunch of clones, it, it usually does not end well. Um, so just watching Obi-Wan just be a beast, just full Jedi, just deflecting everything, um, was, was really fun to watch. Um, obviously we, we see the end of, of some characters in, in this ground battle, basically, and you don't see a lot of that in Star Wars, um. Just a, a full-on ground battle where you have characters that you know just getting shot dead. Kind of reminded me of Rogue One a little bit. You got you got Tala getting shot, and then in kind of like a, a K2SO moment, Ned B, you know, shields her and walks in there, takes a lot of hits, ends up shielding her long enough for her to uh, pull a thermal detonator. But yeah, that, that was really sad. I was I was hoping that Tala would make it out of this and maybe appear in like the, the Cassian show or the, the Cassian Andor show, but uh, not all characters need to be spun off into other things. I thought she was, she was great for this story and just introducing Obi-Wan to the, to the world that like, Hey, like you, you may be over the Jedi. You may be content with living your life, protecting these kids, but like there, there's a whole galaxy that needs you. Um, and hopefully we, we end uh, with with this group in a good spot. That like yeah, the they're gonna be all right. They're gonna continue their mission of helping kids. Maybe we get a, a spinoff with just Quinlan Voss helping these kids. Uh, I'd love that. Um, I didn't get to finish all my Quinlan comics on the plane, um, so uh, that that episode is still in the works. Uh, gotta catch up on all the the Dark Horse stuff. Um, I think it was Dark Horse. Yeah, like the the. The, the comics that were coming out around the same time as the prequels, um, a lot of Quinlan Voss content, so I'm still working on that. But um, 
yeah, no, I, I really love this episode and this, this this chunk right here when when it's just all of the the stormtroopers firing on Obi Wan. That I think that's my favorite favorite bit. The proto rebels, you know, pretty much retreat, make it back, and then Obi Wan decides, okay, Vader's coming down. I need to turn myself in and surrender. And Roken's like, what are you? You're not going to fight? How are you going to fight without a weapon? And Obi-Wan says, there are other ways to fight. That kind of sounded like Arnold. There are other ways to fight. I, I don't know. I, I don't have a good Obi-Wan. But uh, I, I really like that line. It reminds me of um, original Star Wars. You got, um, I think it was Han Solo talking about how are we going to fight this thing? And Obi-Wan says, there are alternatives to fighting. So I think this is Obi-Wan like going into his negotiator mode which we saw all through the prequels and the clone wars uh like the clone wars movie sitting down having tea with general loathsome um general grievous knows him as ah the negotiator um this this was i got really excited uh, about about this scene so captured obi-wan really gets through to reva and says like hey we can take him down together vader will be distracted by me you can strike him and he really screws her over. Like she takes him, she says, "Okay," uh, and then she sends him with some stormtroopers behind a wall. And you know what's gonna happen after that? He's gonna break out because it's freaking stormtroopers. But like, they actually could have taken down Vader if if he would have been standing right in front of Obi Wan, doing his whole like torture thing, dragging him through the fire again. Reva totally could have stabbed him in the back. Uh, but because of how it plays out, Obi Wan escaping with the rest of uh, the the proto rebels here um she tries to make her move because she feels like this is going to be her only chance to do it vader might still be a little distracted and of, of course it doesn't work but the the fight between vader and in reva that was really fun i guess it's like it's it's a duel like at one point like he takes her lightsaber breaks it in half takes one half for himself gives the other half to her i don't know where vader's lightsaber is in this whole thing um Maybe he lost that in the duel in episode three, part three. I don't remember, but yeah, that that was really fun. The whole the whole first half where she's swigging at him, he's like blocking it with his hands, just with the force, stopping the spinning lightsaber. Like, yeah, it that that was a, a beautiful fight. Uh, maybe one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, just seeing a live action Darth Vader lightsaber duel again was, oh, so good. Because I wouldn't consider him versus Obi-Wan a duel in, in part three there. Um, yeah, um, I'm really glad we got this. I feel like that's the end of the Vader story. Uh, I, I could be wrong. Could see him in part six. But um, yeah, we, we see him stab Reva, over, overlaid with him stabbing, stabbing Reva as, as a youngling. And she's survived that twice now. Um, and speaking of surviving stab wounds, Grand Inquisitor walks in, um, Quizzy himself saying, uh, revenge does wonders for the will to live. Don't you think? Um, I, I love Quizzy so much. I love how he just doesn't even say how he survived. It's just revenge. That's what kept me alive. Just the same thing as Maul when, when you think about it. Um, yeah, getting chopped in half and thrown down a shaft that's a lot more serious of a, a wound than 
a stab to the gut, I would guess. So, um, yeah, and then always, uh, always check the body, burn the body in Star Wars because uh, stab wounds are no longer safe because we've seen three in this series um, not not do the trick. Um, but yeah, yeah. So Riva's on the ground. Vader just leaves her there in, in the gutter where they found them. Um, or where they found her, um, and she comes across that Bail Organa message, and sounds like she's headed to Tatooine. So, like I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the end of Vader. Um, Vader can can now exit. Grand Inquisitor can probably exit, and it's just Obi Wan going back to Tatooine to watch over Luke. And when he gets there, Reva's there, and Reva is going to be pissed because Obi Wan did not help her take down Vader. She failed. In taking down Vader, and uh, she may have succeeded if Obi Wan had stuck around and given his life for the cause. But uh, Obi Wan's got more important things. We we see the show. Uh, this this uh, this part end with just Luke sleeping in his bed, um, and Obi Wan feels that he's in danger, so he's got to head back. Um, part part six coming next week. Uh, like I said, I hope to see the a great reunion between Leia and Bale, um, and then yeah, let's let's spend some time on Tatooine. I need I need some Aunt Beru, I need some Uncle Owen, uh, I need some Tashi Station. I need uh, like two hours worth of Tatooine content because that's what I expect to go to this into the show, and we only got one episode of Tatooine so far. So hoping to get a lot more. Um, obviously, I, I I think my my picks in our Obi-Wan Kenobi fantasy draft are, are shot. Um, I don't think we're seeing Jabba the Hutt or Jabba's Palace, but um, maybe in season two of Obi-Wan Kenobi, this mini-series that's only supposed to be six episodes, um, I hope we get another season because this, this has been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, Star Wars always gets me one to watch it right when I wake up in the morning, but something about Kenobi that just feels a, a, lot, a lot more special. Um, don't know what it is, but... Um, okay, Mandalorian makes me feel pretty special too. That's like like a whole new story. Like, kind of you don't know where it's gonna go, or you kind of know where this one's gonna end up. But oh man, just the the new characters like 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 Reva. That's that's really the the most interesting part of the show still for me is what's going on with her. And we've we've gotten her backstory, but now like I feel like anything can happen. Like she is no longer an Inquisitor. She's just someone with a grudge against all of the major players in the galaxy right now uh, against uh, Obi-Wan against Vader maybe against Leia and Luke we'll see um but yeah she is uh my prediction was that she was going to uh, turn to the light by the end of this um I do not see that happening anymore um yeah I'm glad she's not an inquisitor cuz that means that uh she may not have to die uh because we know she's not in any future projects like Rebels or Jedi Fallen Order. Um, well, I guess Jedi Fallen Order was in the past. But, yeah, she's not in Rebels, uh, where we see more Inquisitors, so the idea is that, oh, but she's, she's got to die. Uh, maybe she will, but now that she's not an Inquisitor, hey, maybe, maybe she turns to the light and starts uh, a little uh, Jedi school on, on a faraway uh, planet, um, and uh, that's why we never see her again. You never know. But... Yeah, I, I'm really enjoying the show. Um, can't wait for the, the, the next episode. That's all I'm going to talk about today. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Star Wars Skinny. 
uh, I, I post uh, my, my new episodes and uh, what, I'm, what I'm finding a lot of joy in is posting the, the other podcasts that I'm listening to. I post my playlists, give some recommendations, give out that skinny star of the day uh, to the usually Star Wars podcast, but uh, to, to the podcast that I enjoyed the, the most um, that day. And I listen to a lot of podcasts. So, um, yeah, if, if you enjoy the show, uh, check out all the other ones that I listen to because they are better than mine. Um, yeah, that, that's how I'm going to end with just saying that the podcast that I create is trash. And uh, if you want some great podcasts, check out the Skinny Star of the Day. Um, it is 11 p.m. I am going to uh, check out here. Um, stay skinny. <laughs>